0: All right, welcome to Outrageously Unnecessary. Uh, I'm your host, Haley, and over there is my co host, Steven.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys?
0: Sorry, we're late. I've been in the middle of moving. It's been a garbage fire, (laughs) an actual garbage fire. That's ridiculous. Uh, I need pictures where it didn't happen oh, I'll send you a picture of my boyfriend's office right now because he's been away on business, so it was just up to me to move everything by myself. So I ended up just taking all of his stuff and just yeeting it into his office. Absolutely. Because, (laughs) no, you literally cannot walk in there because, listeners, maybe uh, 10 minutes ago, I realized that the battery in my mouse stopped working, so I was like, oh, God, I got to go find another mouse because I don't know where the batteries are. I don't know where anything is in this house right now. And so I desperately just tried to hop over maybe 10 boxes to get to the box that I knew had another mouse in it in my boyfriend's office. And uh, Stephen, you can attest to the noises that were happening. There was a lot of like, oh, God, no, ah, cables, and...
1: (laughs) It sounded like utter chaos is what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe maybe I'll be brave enough to out my boyfriend with a photo on the internet of just how bad it is.
1: That's right. Call him out. Hey, listen, you weren't here to help me. I just yeeted your stuff everywhere. This is what you deserve.
0: He knows I heated it everywhere. He feels really bad that he wasn't here I'm to help sure. me. you. Can't, you can't help business, but at the same time, like, I sent him a picture and he was like, no time, only yeet. <laughs> <laughs> there was no organizational process to anything.
1: Oh my goodness. I, I, can, uh, I can attest, moving is horrendous. Okay. <laughs> and welcome back. And
0: welcome back. If... Awkward editing pause is due to the fact that a uh, boyfriend who I was just shaming about all of the stuff that I yeeted into his office, uh, <laughs> oh, he's giving me a look now, um, but in any case, <laughs> oh, he oh, was man. a good boy, he just moved stuff out of the way of the door specifically so I could close it and record.
1: Oh man, look he's a keeper. He's
0: a keeper, everybody. He
1: is a keeper. <laughs> hey, so Haley Haley, did we uh did we decide on a name to call our listeners?
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> I don't oh, think we man. even got a
0: pull up.
1: Oh. Well, I gave you a pretty good suggestion.
0: You did, and now I don't remember what it is. It's been so long.
1: <laughs> uh now I'm trying to recall it like right from memory and uh I'll have to go back and look. So,
0: Dude, it's in it's in a Facebook conversation somewhere.
1: It is. So, yeah, listeners, just be ready. Just, we'll, we'll probably have a we'll probably have a poll up soon. Uh, we uh, we've got some name suggestions for you guys, so that you guys can feel part. We of We keep
0: family. making promises. I don't know, man. I know man. we do.
1: <laughs> but the fact that we're here, giving you yet another episode, shows that hey, we may not make, keep our promise that day. But we'll keep that promise sometime.
0: <laughs> Eventually. You can always Eventually. expect it in the future.
1: <laughs> hey, so, Haley, uh, I, I kind of had an idea. It's kind of spur of the moment. But um, would you like just, like, a, a really quick, like, fun fact? And when I say fun fact, I mean, would you like a an outrageously unnecessary purchase fun fact?
0: Yes, absolutely I would.
1: Yeah, so, like... I was thinking about, like, because every so often I'll see, like, something, like, pop up here and there. Not something that's worth, like, like a full, like, topic, but just something that, like, sells for, like, an outrageous amount of money for something that you wouldn't think would cost that much money. Yeah. But it does. And so I'm like, hey, so I'm, I like to include, like, a little fun fact. Um, for all, my, uh, all you listeners who like Pokemon, this one's for you. Um, I just got a notification on IGN that there was a shiny Charizard Pokemon card. I guess it was a kind of a rare card, but it just sold on eBay for ten grand. <laughs> Somebody dropped ten grand for a shiny Charizard Pokemon card. Oh so, my
0: god!
1: Wherever you are in the world, congratulations! You just dropped uh, a butt ton of money. That's a butt ton on of money on one card.
0: You know, what's really sad is I'm trying to remember if I had a shiny Charizard. I had a lot of shiny cards, actually. I don't know what the heck my mom did with all those Pokemon cards. Also, my mom's been listening to our episodes. So, hey, mom, where are my Pokemon cards? But um, I did definitely have a shiny Articuno. And now I want to know if that's worth anything. (laughs) Probably not.
1: Uh, The saddest thing for my family is my dad had whoa i'm trying to remember which arc it was it was an early arc it was one of the batman arcs from like 40s or 50s something like that and it was signed by bob Kane. and it was an episode it was a yeah it was not episode it was an uh, issue one of that arc that was signed by bob Kane. and it was in a stack of comics up in the attic of my uh grandparents old house and my grandmom went through everything and sold those no. comics probably for next to nothing too, <sighs> to some shop somewhere
0: like 25 cents or something like that.
1: T- probably. And that issue, um, I remember I looked it up here a while back, but it was worth at the time when I looked it up, and this was probably about eight or 10 years ago, it was worth 10 to 15 grand.
0: Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart.
1: So now it's probably worth 25. Yep, probably probably. Um, yeah, so that makes me super sad. Not that like I would want it to sell it, but it's just such a cool collectible. and I love Batman. Of course, my son loves Batman. It'd just be a cool collectible. So anyways, that's the fun fact for tonight.
0: That was a very good fun fact. I, thanks IGN yeah. for, for that Google notification. right yeah. on time for recording. So <laughs> Speaking of so. recording. I think you go first this week. What do you have?
1: Perfect. I'm so stupid excited for uh, this. I actually have a, just an, an individual that I would like to uh, to talk to you about, Haley. Hooray. But But I've got a question for you. What is the weirdest last name you've ever heard?
0: Oh, boy. Um... I've heard a lot of really weird last names, but the first one that came to mind was my neighbors who lived across the street had a very German last name, and it was Augustinovich, which isn't like super weird, but it was okay. just kind of like long and complicated.
1: So the 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 guy that I'm gonna be talking about tonight, his last name when I when I was reading about him, I was like, oh my gosh, what a what a horrible last name to go through life, but. In the time period that he lived in, probably not a big deal, but for his descendants, if his descendants today have his last name, God, I'm so sorry for those children having to grow up in today's age. So let me tell you his name. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, what is it? I know you're on pins and needles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So have you ever heard of a man named Jacob Fugger? (laughs) Fugger. (laughs) (laughs) yep jacob fugger
0: oh wait hold on hold on i have one that um that's also a very bad last name it's not a complicated Mm -hmm. last name it's just a bad last name and they were my neighbors growing up uh and their last name was fag f-a-g-g fag (laughs)
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I mean that is terrible, especially, like, you know, probably in today's standards. But, like, you know, a fag is British for cigarette, you know, so. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, it was Willis and Dottie, so.
1: um, <laughs> I guess that's fair. Well, anyways, so getting into Jacob Fugger.
0: <laughs> Fugger.
1: Um, yeah. Can't wait, to, can't wait to say his you name mother, multiple Fugger. times tonight. He did have a mom. Oh, do you think. Never mind. Uh, like, Go over and get
0: something for Motherfucker. We needed a cup of sugar.
1: <laughs> oh look, it's old Motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> wait. She had her own Do children's
0: think... books, Motherfucker's Tales for Children. <laughs> you
1: yeah, actually said fucker though. <laughs> uh, so, um, in this little tagline, in a couple of the articles that I found about Fugger. Um, it said so that so today, uh, the today's richest person in the world right now is Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, which is not surprising. Batrax, yeah. Given how yeah, given how amazing Amazon is and how well it's done and how successful the, the business has been. So his net worth currently, um, and this was as of twenty seventeen, was hundred and sixty billion dollars. So his net worth, which is astronomical. It's stupid. Yeah. Jacob Fuggers is tremendously more than that his family's even today's is tremendously more than that
0: what time period yeah. are we talking about right now
1: so uh, this uh this was he lived between 1459 and 1525 so 16th century okay so yeah, okay 15th to 16th century um and of course back then um his actually his wealth was left in florence um but averaging that out to today's money it's It'd be stupid. It's stupid. I can't. I'll let you know at the very end. So (laughs) You got to
0: do quick math. uh, Is that another name for the show? Just like quick math?
1: Quick (laughs) math. Yes. Uh, No, I actually looked up what a florin in the 16th century, what one gold florin is worth in today's money. So I will tell you this. One gold florin in the 16th century is worth about 150 of today's dollars.
0: Whoa. Okay.
1: So just keep that in mind. Right. So a couple of things getting into Jacob Fugger. So he grew up in Germany in the town of Osberg. Um, uh, he moved there. Um, he was actually a peasant. His family had nothing uh, to their name when they moved to Osberg in 1373. But they started a business. They were they started buying and selling cloth. That was kind of how they got their early you know early start into business.
0: Okay, textiles um, always a stable market, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And this was uh, founded by Jacob Fugger, the elder.
0: Oh, we have Um, multiple Jacob Fuggers?
1: Yes. So the Jacob Fugger I'm talking about is Jacob Fugger, the elder's son. So Jacob Fugger, the younger.
0: (laughs) Why not just Jacob
1: Fugger, (laughs) (laughs) Jr.? Jacob Fugger, Jr. Um, So uh, when Jacob Fugger, the elder's, uh, when he died, his wife, whose name was Barbara... Um, Barbara she took over the business and she helped raise um the younger jacob and the other 10 children that's so too many. Children.
0: it's
1: way too many absolutely so when jacob was a teenager he was sent to venice um italy to be an apprentice and he started to learn uh certain skills in commerce as well as banking and bookkeeping so banking is really kind of the highlight of jacob fuggers life that's where he kind of really honed in and really kind of found his niche and started to really kind of appreciate that type of world. And he really picked up a lot of those skills a lot more quickly uh, than others. So by the late 14th century, um, the family business um, had been expanding. They actually got involved in several different mining projects. Uh, some in Austria, where there was a lot of silver mines. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got involved in the silver mining, uh, which was very, very lucrative. Uh, lucrative. Um so as his family's wealth started increasing, Jacob's knowledge in banking, he decided to get into the world of investing. And that's where, primarily, where he made the majority of his wealth. So in an article that I found about him, the uh, the tag around this article, and this is from the New York Post in 20, in, from July 26th in 2015, uh, the New York Post, um, by Larry Getlin I want to cite the author this the tagline says meet the world's richest man who changed Christianity
0: oh so oh my <laughs> so this is the, so
1: this this is the tagline for, <laughs> for 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 Jacob Fugger Jacob was also the first documented millionaire in the world
0: What? Okay? there's no way yeah he,
1: yeah he was the first documented millionaire
0: no, it wasn't until- that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to me because I think that like Attila the Hun was known there's some also some some ancient Chinese guy was also known as like having billions in wealth or whatever
1: according to this post and another article that that synced up said that he was the first documented millionaire so well,
0: all I right will- Jacob Fugger. <laughs> Jacob Fugger, yeah. millionaire.
1: Jacob Fugger, yes. So, but we can do our own research and confirm that. Um, so, getting into his investment later on in life, he's in his late twenties, early thirties, and I'm heavy into the investment banking scene. Um, there in Germany, there was um, the the papal see, um, mm-hmm. and because of his a- a knowledge and skill in investing several different popes and several different people in power decided to take out loans from Mr. Jacob Fugger. Um, And they decided that um, because of his knowledge, because of his skill and how well he handled money, that he was the most sound person. Wait, question, question.
0: How is Fugger an Italian last name?
1: He's not Italian. No, he's
0: German. Okay, yes.
1: He's German, but he studied. He went to Venice to study.
0: Okay, because I just had a... My, my train of thought on that <laughs> one was like, oh, are we learning about the start of the Medici family? And then mm-hmm. I was like, wait, how do we get Medici from Fugger? Wait, how is Fugger Italian?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so another reason why they turned to Fugger was that uh, because of the papalcy and being uh, uh, either an archbishop or a pope, they... Uh, the post required payoffs. It required, you know, being able to deal with large sums of money, um, and so they turned to him because he knew how to handle and finance operations, and he just had a very, very good mathematical mind to kind of help finance and, you know, keep track of money. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, um, there was one individual whose name was uh, Albrecht of Hohenzollern, um, who actually became. Um, uh, the new Archbishop in uh, Mainz which was uh, M-A-I-N-Z which was a, uh, a city in Germany he turned to Jacob Fugger uh, to help him uh, and also to get money loan from him he learned a Fugger through Pope Leo X Pope Leo X fun fact about him super fast because it goes to, it ties on with Jacob Fugger he squandered the papal treasury on his coronation day like squandered it all in one day
0: because and wait, he posted what what
1: He's, yeah, he's completely squandered it because he hosted several parties and invited prostitutes to come and look after the cardinals.
0: Yes. Yes, that's everything yeah. that the Pope shouldn't be doing on your right. coronation day. You're like, you know what? We're going to have a party and we're going to make it good.
1: Good. <laughs> it's
0: time for it an orgy.
1: Uh, yeah. i so, the
0: holiest yeah. man yeah. In Europe mm-hmm. in the world for the Christian religion. And I took a vow of celibacy. Let's get funky.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, and people today wonder why or Christians today wonder why people distrust Christianity. Hmm. <laughs>
0: There's a reason so. why, like the Protestants thought that the that the Catholics were like there was too much rich tradition and mm-hmm. and pageantry happening, and people wonder why they think that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Do do continue, my friend.
1: Yeah, I will. So, um, these parties. Uh, Pope Leo the X was charging. 34,000 florins for the job, okay? So, multiplying that out. By in today's money, He spent roughly around 4.8 million in today's money. All right, hefty, hefty sum parties. of change. Hefty, hefty sum of change. Um, so, how that ties into Fugger is, he took out a loan from Fugger, and Fugger deposited the money directly into the Pope's personal bank account,
0: Wait, into his personal mm. bank account?
1: Yeah. Yep. Fugger deposited the money into the Pope Leo the Leo the Tenth's personal bank account. Amazing. To fund his orgy party. Yes.
0: Oh I think so, we need to start funding more orgy parties for popes. I could see Pope Francis getting down. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I'm going to hell.
1: <laughs> so um so that was an outstanding loan. So so Albrecht, going back to Albrecht of Hosenholer. He came in and said, "Okay, we need to repay the loan." So they decided to use the proceeds from selling indulgences. So Catholic faith indulgences—you could buy indulgences in order to, um, if some of your loved ones were in purgatory, uh, that was a way of kind of doing, essentially, kind of like you know, it's a good works-based type uh, religion. So you could buy these indulgences, and so it's a—it's a, a bribe you know,
0: into the afterlife.
1: Very much so. Very much so. I mean, obviously, I I know there's a lot of variability about Catholics, and I don't want to offend anyone that might be Catholic listening to this, but um, that is something that they did, something that that they believed in. um, Oh, you're being way too PC
0: right now. Bribe into the afterlife. Let's go.
1: Bribe into the afterlife. Um, So actually, it was uh, the indulgences was actually an idea from Pope from Pope Leo. Who understood better than anyone the ability to fleece the faithful? He even said that he knew how to fleece the faithful. He knew that what better way to bribe the people? Pope Leo people what way is to... just
0: a big orange con man.
1: Yeah, he knew how to con the people. He knew that they were conning these people from adultery. So the why am I holy this? Because I don't to have to be PC. <laughs> <laughs> and then, to quote him, he said, "How very profitable has been this fable of Christ?"
0: Oh. Hope
1: Leo. Uh, yes. So very, very uh, expensive uh, endeavor, to be sure. Um, so uh, continuing on, and of course, this was the time of Martin Luther, who actually wrote his 95 Theses that said indulgences were a sin. They were wrong. You know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, so moving on, Fugger actually kind of instituted a... Um, let me find it. He instituted the what is it called when you you pay a loan? There's you you pay so much back interest. Yeah. He was actually the, one of the first uh, first to kind of introduce interest on a loan. Okay. So it's starting out, at, and he started out uh, with at a base level ten percent interest on any loan that was taken That's out. Some for honky him. So
0: hockey interest. all right.
1: Yeah. Right. So before that, there really there really wasn't interest on loans before. Like, you know, you had a loan. Didn't <laughs> they didn't back, know, you know any better. Whatever.
0: They didn't know that 10% yeah, was outrageous. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You just paid back. Yeah, you just paid back, you know, whatever you would pay. But he, but Fugger decided that, you know, and he looked at it and said, you know, if there's a way to make more money off of these loans. Why not, you know, charge a certain percentage in handling and in time, you know, invested, whatever the case may be, and accrue, you know, an extra however much percent at the end of the loan being paid off. And he's like, oh well, cool. I'll start it out at 10%. That sounds, uh, that sounds just right. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, several different monarchs, several different key people. Uh, it would take too long to kind of go through each of them, but several different monarchs, uh, throughout his life. He, uh, he loaned money to, um, even th- there was uh, a couple different wars that a couple monarchs had him loan money and he charged interest on that. Uh, he even knew because of the position of power that Fugger was in because of, uh, handling this money and the, uh, the loans, he was essentially acted not as loany but also loan shark. Um, he also put some of these monarchs in some positions saying that, well, if you don't, you can either do this or pay me back, or if you don't do this, then this will happen. Money buys everything.
0: So, like, so Fugger is essentially in charge of Europe right now.
1: Essentially in charge of Europe. Yes. Um, <laughs> He uh, there was actually even, it's not verified, but some say that he helped finance Ferdinand Magellan's voyage around the globe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, getting into um. Going back into the ten percent. Um, yeah. So it says, in this article says that Fugger changed the world in profound ways. So, for instance, because he was charging interest on loans. Another name for it, uh, kind of more of a Christian term for it, was called usury. It was, it was actually considered a sin, you know, that you couldn't charge interest. Oh, it's a,
0: oh, it's a sin Fugger, to... Capitalism Fugger, is a sin. You heard it first. Capitalism is a sin.
1: Absolutely. Capitalism is a sin. But Fugger changed all of this um, because he wanted the church to expressly legalize interest.
0: <laughs> Not the government, but the church. Hit the people hard so, where they believe. <laughs>
1: Yes, so an article, it cites that um, Leo actually issued a decree, Pope Leo, uh, proclaiming that charging interest was usury only if the loan was made, in quote, without labor, cost, or risk, end quote, which no loan ever really is made without labor, cost,
0: or All risk. Oh, right? Why is anybody so, trusting literally anything that Pope Leo says?
1: <laughs> but because of that statement, because of that decree, it was... It was a breakthrough for capitalism. Um, debt financing accelerated. We have Fugger to
0: economy, blame for our society.
1: And the modern economy was. Motherfugger. <laughs> exactly. Do you think that's where Mother Fugger came from? <laughs> Do you think? I just had a thought, thought. Like, what if that's where Fugger came from? What if we have him to blame for all the interest that gets charged on all of our loans today because of him? I have
0: student loans because of this man. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. So,
0: Son of throughout a his life,
1: so he changed Christianity by, you know, by Christianity essentially legalizing interest on loans. He worked the system, and Fugger was an amazing con person as well. He charged interest and made a killing off of several different key people, monarchs, and expensive people, all while coming out on top. So by the end of his life in December of 1525, where he died at the ripe old age of 66, <sighs> he had an accountant do a, kind of a summary of his business. And several years later, it placed his wealth at 2.02 02 million florins, which, all right, good job t- for Times
0: 150? Times yeah.
1: So t- in today's world, that's over $400 billion. Oh, dear Jesus. So he had, at that point, he had a wealth four times greater than Jeff Bezos today.
0: What?
1: And it is said, 17 generations later, during World War II, his descendants were still living generously off of the income derived from the business he built. Yeah, what
0: happened to the fuggers? Where are the fuggers today?
1: And that is part one, and I will do part two next time. What?
0: You're going to leave me hanging like that?
1: The first outrageously the unnecessary cliffhanger. Oh. Da-da-da-da-da. The first
0: two-part episode. So. That was very uh. good, Stephen. I you're,
1: you're welcome. Am, oh no, I'm
0: horribly intrigued. You set up until World War 1. Did they just disappear? Did they all die? Was it like John Jacob um, Astor the World War F- 2. Oh, World War 2. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Oh no, but what happened to the Fuggers? Do they still I have, guess you'll have last to come back fucker? next time? No, it's I'm not even <laughs> going to be here. You're going to have to do it by yourself. Bye. <laughs>
1: what? that'll be on part two
0: okay well if uh this is your first time ever tuning into an episode hopefully this is a reason to bring you back for the next one
1: yes hopefully you have me back again Haley.
0: oh i don't think i will i think i've grown weary of you
1: (laughs) so we'll just leave our listeners hanging just forever
0: no one gets to know anything (laughs) they're gonna have to do their own research from where did you get Where did you get your article from? The New York Times? Something like that?
1: Yep, the New New York Times. So, uh, in conclusion, I want to send you a couple thingies. A couple thingies? Yep. So, real quick, I want to show you. This first is a picture of Mr. Jacob Fugger.
0: Oh, okay. So, we have a painting. He is the most tight-lipped looking man I've ever met in my life. He looks like someone has shoved a pole up his butt. And he's just kind of puckering his lips in a way like... I'm going to hold on to every cent. And he's wearing a very fashionable <laughs> cap. It's uh,
1: very fashionable. Yeah. Well, let me uh, also send you a picture of Pope Leo X, who was doing some pole shoving. Wait,
0: is this? Wait, who is this? This is Pope Leo?
1: This is Pope Leo, who was uh, having the orgy parties. Pope Leo has the, a
0: double chin the- and a very large nose.
1: Yes, he does.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't Uh, want to fuck Pope Leo, so it's a no wonder he had to hire prostitutes.
1: (laughs) And so then the last two is um, because of his, uh, he amassed such wealth, he built a home in Augsburg, Germany. And the sheer scope and size of this is bananas. Let me just send you a picture. Now, this is taken today, there's not a whole lot of good pictures. Of uh, what it would have looked like back then, but this does a really pretty decent representation.
0: Oh, oh, what wow. it looks like a massive warehouse. If I'm being perfectly honest, like a.
1: So they changed it, and there's there's now shops that kind of line the, the bottom floor, and all of these shops, all the way down, you see, mm-hmm. those are all. And this little teaser, those are all owned by the Fugger <gasps> the estate. The
0: Fuggers still exist. Oh, the Fuggers still exist. I knew they had to exist. Little teaser.
1: Little teaser. Ooh. So um, this is one picture I found of the inside of kind of the main part of the house. But oh, it, it is ostentatious
0: that... as heck. It's all like <laughs> old walls, nothing but paintings.
1: Oh, my. So if you look in the picture on the bottom underneath the painting, you'll see there's a fireplace. If you look to the left in the other room, there's a fireplace. There was a fireplace, a fountain, and an oven In every single room.
0: Uh, what? I'm... Yes. An oven? An oven?
1: An oven. Yes.
0: But why? (laughs) Wouldn't... Because, like, the fireplace would keep you warm. Is the oven... Did he have a personal chef just in every single room in case he was hoping for a snack roll? What was happening?
1: (laughs) Um... He was accustomed, you know, because he came from nothing, who was he wanted to make sure that in every single room he felt opulent and wealthy.
0: Oh god. Of course he did. That's so rich person. <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. I want to feel so. wealthy by having an Oven in every room. Isn't the oven going to be just kind of ugly looking? Do you can you have an attractive oven from the fourteen hundreds?
1: I have not found a sexy looking oven, even in today's standards. I have not seen a. Sexy I don't know.
0: My oven. oven's pretty sexy, but that's again. I just Is moved, it? and it's one of those. It's like it's built into the wall. It's a Bosch, so you know it's nice. It's a pretty sexy oh, looking ba- oven.
1: Bosch's aren't. are very. Nice. Are fa- I know.
0: That came with this place. I didn't bring that. Uh,
1: (laughs) Wow. So anyways, that concludes Mr. Fugger for me.
0: Very good. Very good, Mr. Fugger. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should call our listeners the Fuggers.
1: (laughs) No, don't do that to them.
0: The motherfuckers. Don't do that to
1: them. My mom's going to send me an angry text about that one. Oh, oh, goodness.
0: (laughs) Okay, do you want to, do you want to hear my topic?
1: If I said no, would it matter? Of course I do. No, I would
0: just keep on trucking and you would have...
1: I know you would. (laughs) I would quit
0: it right here and be like, fine, 30-minute episode, which my mom would probably actually be very pleased about. She says our episodes are too long. (laughs)
1: Well... All right, then. I
0: mean, I think 20 to 30 minutes per topic is perfect. But if any of you guys have problems yeah. with it, let me know. We're available on Twitter. And have an email. Twitter at OUnnecessaryPod. Yeah. Email at outrageouslyunnecessary at gmail.com. Fight me. Um,
1: <laughs> Fight us.
0: <laughs> Fight us. for right. a team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yes. Haley, give it to me. All
0: right. What do you got? What I got is... One of the wealthiest countries in the world. uh, That is appropriately home to one of the wealthiest cities in the world.
1: Okay, I'm down. Any guesses? Any guesses Mm -hmm. as the the wealthiest country in the world? Honestly, I would have to say... I feel like it's a country in... I feel like it's a country in the Middle East. You are correct. And I feel, if I had to narrow it down, is it Saudi Arabia?
0: No, it is not. But we are close to Saudi Arabia, so it is the United Arab Emirates, which is located on the east Uh, edge of Saudi Arabia and is just a swim across the Gulf of Oman to Iran. The city that I will be talking about is. Dubai,
1: Dubai,
0: Dubai—the city that
1: the tall, the Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. is that right? Isn't it not it Wiz Khalifa? I don't think that that's
0: it? correct. I think that's a rapper. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's that tall building. Is it's it's the Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> I yeah. don't think
0: that's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Fact check me, Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know. You know I'm
0: writing that down right now as a potential title. I know you are. I hope you would. (laughs) Uh. The Wiz Khalifa.
1: The Wiz Khalifa. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Anyways, Dubai is a city that 50 years ago built itself off of oil. And now maintains its insane wealth through trade tourism and real estate. It's kind of in the oil game nowadays but not really. So basically if oil were to go downhill Dubai would still be standing
1: um, interesting okay and that, that, that that's actually really interesting because I I assume that about 90% of most of the countries in the Middle East all were substantiated on oil Yes. So, that's that's a, that's a good fun fact. I I, I would have thought oh, yeah, that.
0: Oh so. yes. So I think we have to start doing fun facts of just things that we have found but don't merit an actual story.
1: <laughs> I would right, like to yeah. start doing fun
0: facts. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, <sighs> basically the the gist of what I'm trying to get here is if you have money, you have probably been to Dubai. Um so pretty much Dubai has built themselves to be an insane, futuristic, rich person's utopia. As of May 2018, there are now approximately 88,700 millionaires living in the UAE. Just let that number sink That's in. Bananas. <laughs> That's
1: bananas. That's bananas.
0: 88,700 millionaires in a utopia that is purely meant for spending money. That is 1% of the total population of the UAE.
1: And we're not part of that we're 1%. We're not
0: part of that 1%. I'm so sorry.
1: Not even close. We're, no, we're
0: nowhere near. Um. We can't even begin to think of the money that these fuckers have.
1: No. <laughs> yes, those fuckers. Those fuckers. Yeah, yeah, they're all 800,000 fuckers. <laughs> That's all they are. No,
0: not 800... Thousand, it's eighty-eight thousand.
1: Um, oh well, still, it's still a lot of fuckers.
0: So, uh, basically, eighty-eight thousand seven hundred millionaires are there to spend money. If there has ever been a sci-fi dream of yours, you can go do the damn thing in Dubai. If there's something that is stereotypical about being rich, such as having a private plane, or owning a fleet of sports cars, then good God, you can live that stereotype to your heart's content in Dubai. So, just as like a taste, I'm going to invite you, and the sweet listeners, to go and look up the Instagram account, Rich Kids of Dubai. Because it showcases the young, wealthy elite of Dubai. It's literally, it just re blogs the uh the photos that rich kids tag in Dubai of like I went out and bought four thousand dollars worth of coach today. Like it's that shit. <laughs> there it's it makes my heart hurt, honestly.
1: Oh my gosh. I'm looking at some of these pictures now and it's mostly just a lot of kids sitting in front of nice cars. Yeah,
0: lots of nice cars. Lots of nice cars. So
1: and fat stacks and coach bags like you said and oh my <laughs> it's, gosh it's unreal. insane
0: i i highly recommend that, that makes my what
1: makes my heart yeah. hurt
0: no it legitimately makes you a little bit sad uh, so i would recommend uh, that if anyone would like to go and look and just kind of feel bad about themselves go look at the instagram rich kids of dubai uh, so basically the the only way that i could figure out how to write about my topics was to pretty much put it into a list and immediately sound like a BuzzFeed article of like 20 things you'll only find in Dubai sort of clickbait list.
1: (laughs) I don't don't
0: know how else to deliver this information. It is so clickbaity. And I did actually get a good portion of my information from a clickbait article that's called seven insanely expensive things in Dubai from a website called StepFeed. Um... (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds super inviting. <laughs>
0: I also got a lot off of Wikipedia. God bless Wikipedia. Um, so anyways, here's here we go. Here's my clickbait list. Uh, first of all, for some reason, an entire fleet of cop cars in Dubai are extremely expensive sports cars. They are made up of Lamborghinis, Bugattis, uh-huh, and Ferraris.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, so, yes. Literally, the Fast and yeah, the Furious.
0: So, guess how much the city spent to buy this fleet of cop cars?
1: Wait, actual policemen drive yes. these cars? Why? I do they, do, do they go on high-speed chases? Do they literally live out Fast and the Furious? I
0: genuinely don't know. I think it was more about just the aesthetics of everything. I just sent you a photo. All of these cop cars I have... I see. Like, the the front of them is painted with the green flag of, I believe, the UAE or possibly just plain old Dubai. I'm not quite paying attention. But, yeah, they're all outfitted as police cars, and they look ostentatious as heck. And the city spent $6.5 million to buy this fleet. The Bugatti alone you know, so, cost a million.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that yeah, I was gonna say um, these cars are probably worth like in the six to seven hundred thousand dollar each range. Yep. But yeah, that million dollar that checks yep. out. Yeah. So
0: I guess what my main question is is how do you put an arrested person in the back seat of a Lambo? Because there is no back seat. There's no back seat. There's no room to be able to put anyone back there. Do you just put the perp like in the front seat next to you? Is that how this works?
1: They don't. <laughs> They just shoot him and bury him.
0: I don't know. Potentially, I don't know. <laughs> but
1: yeah, please. I've seen Homeland. <laughs> I know what they do out in the Middle East. Yeah, they they bury those buggers.
0: Those fuckers.
1: Yeah, they bury him in the Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> check the
0: base, me. Check me. The,
1: the basement of Wiz the Wiz, Wiz Khalifa is, is 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 their fun dungeon. Their fun <laughs> their dungeon. Fungeon. Yep, the Funjin of the Wiz Khalifa. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> Trademark me. The Funjin of the Wiz TM, Khalifa. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, that's what that's what the prisoners are at the oh, uh, no. UAE.
0: Oh no.
1: Uh,
0: okay, so next what I would like to talk about is the Dubai Mall. The uh, yeah, so you can you can go shopping oh, in a mall, uh, just like in any other city. Uh, the only difference is that the Dubai mall is the second largest mall in the world in land area.
1: Of course it is. It
0: has 1,200 stores.
1: I'm sorry, did you say 1,200? Yeah,
0: so 1,200 stores. It's a lot. It's a lot of stores. Um... I pretty much just copy-pasted this from Wikipedia because, again, I don't know how to explain these things without just plain old listing it. So, uh, this is this is the Wikipedia list of attractions in the Dubai Mall. Um, mm, okay. So, it is over 13 million square feet as a 250-room luxury hotel, has 22 mm-hmm. cinema screens plus 120 restaurants and cafes, the mall is home to the Dubai Aquarium and Underwater Zoo, which showcases more than 300 species of marine animals. And, hold on, I, I do have a photo of the aquarium that you could just pass as you're shopping. And uh, I personally, it's just, it's just, it's an aquarium. It's what you think it is, but it's inside a mall, which is Bananas
1: thank you cuz it is bananas oh look follow us on twitter follow us on facebook <laughs> follow us on yeah. youtube
0: oh you can find Stupid. all of these things you can find all of these things absolutely on on online on the social media
1: wait so i'm kind of curious i know that some travel to certain middle eastern countries is is restricted can anybody go visit the uae
0: i believe so yes okay yeah, I'm fairly certain the UAE, but at uh, least Dubai, I know, I've, I've known a couple of people to go to Dubai, but usually on business trips, but... Um, right,
1: yeah, we should, pro- we should probably have more than like $1,000 spending money right yeah. with us. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, next, on, uh, uh,
0: next on the mall hit parade is uh, the Sega VR Park, which is an indoor amusement park uh, that is completely dedicated to Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: <gasps> oh, show me a picture Oh,
0: please. I don't have one pic. Uh, hold on, hold on Oh no Hold on, Dubai, Sega, VR, Park Let's see what Google has to say Um What the hell? It doesn't look like it's dedicated to Sonic the Hedgehog I don't know oh. what the hell I'm looking at right now Hold on uh. So basically, I just <coughs> What? the (laughs) fucker. what the fucker? okay um so basically what I just pulled up on Google was so everyone is wearing like VR headsets and you enter in this like massive curved door that's all lit up in Tron colors and I think has the map of uh yeah I think it has like the map of Dubai sticking out it in VR, but I think that you just travel around while wearing, like you're supposed to walk while wearing your VR headset and like point your guns at things. What? What? I have so many questions. I was told this was dedicated to Sonic the Hedgehog. I would love to know where he is.
1: Same, all right
0: fun. Alright, so next is, uh, you could go to a haunted house inside the mall that is called Hysteria. Um, or you could go, you know, shopping. Uh, if you're in the market for gold baubles, uh, there's literally a gold ATM where you input cash and it dispenses literal gold for you.
1: (laughs) My heart hurts so bad right <laughs> now. <laughs> I feel like I am nothing in life.
0: Ugh. Oh, I'm sure you could get a little bit of gold. So, um...
1: It says gold to go. Yeah. It says gold to go. It is quite literally... Like it's a fast food chain. Yeah, it
0: is a, it's a gold ATM. You just put in your credit card and it will give you, like, tiny gold bars, gold jewelry, little gold nuggets. You can... For the jewelry, you can have your gold engraved with something, and it'll come with, like, a little bobble on the end that you could thread a necklace through. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, gold ATM, which is insane. But if you do want gold, but you don't want the gold out of the ATM, you could go and visit the gold souk. Which is, I don't think it's in... I think there is a a gold souk in the mall, but the main gold souk, I believe, is outside the mall. But anyways, the gold souk is home to about 200 stores that specialize in selling gold at some of the cheapest prices in the world. And there's no sales tax.
1: Mm. So... Okay. Pretty much
0: that's where all the Richie riches go. is they go to the gold souk and they just buy with absolute reckless abandon as much gold as humanly possible because it's at face value. They're not paying any tax on it. They can just bring it home. But like I saw one photo somewhere, or maybe it was in a video that I was watching of someone like touring the Gold Souk, was that there was just like a massive gauntlet. In the front, and it was like this is the largest gold gauntlet in the entire gold souk, and and you could just buy that if you wanted. It's solid gold. Why not? Hmm. Hmm. You've you've so resorted yourself. Literally, to you could make.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I'm just thinking, like so. Literally, my thought process was, so you're telling me that I can literally have. The Infinity Gauntlet in solid. You could gold.
0: have the Infinity Gauntlet in solid gold. You absolutely could.
1: Okay. All right. I'm Please don't a list. Thanos
0: snap us out of here, though. If you do want a Thanos snap like <laughs> anyone, it's probably going to be the eighty-eight thousand seven hundred billionaires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I said billionaires. I meant millionaires. They don't have millions. Right. But they do have millions.
1: Yeah. Okay. Doesn't doesn't matter <laughs> at the end of the day doesn't matter. Just get
0: rid of them. Get rid of that nasty 1%. Okay.
1: Yes. Like no, I snapped them away. <laughs> and
0: now it's ours.
1: But I get there, all their all the money Is that how
0: inflation now. works?
1: That's how inflation works. <laughs> we just flooded
0: the market. <laughs> the entire economy yeah. has crashed.
1: So, Haley, if one day, 10, 15, an indeterminate amount of years from now, if you happen to get up one day and you check your bank account and you see that there's... Yeah, I don't know, $27.7 million in your account? You know who to thank. <laughs> yes.
0: <sighs> okay, so my last topic. Um, there is a very famous hotel. It's not the Wiz Khalifa. It's called the Burj Al Arab Hotel. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Maybe it's Arab Hotel, but I get the feeling that uh, we as Americans pronounce that word incorrectly. So, Burj Al Arab Hotel. But the hotel was built at a pricey $1 billion on its own artificial island.
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: Yeah, so it has its (laughs) own artificial island. It's cool. Um... Okay. Yeah, so they had to figure out how to, like, stabilize all that enough that the hotel could actually be built because it is the seventh tallest hotel in the world. It is in the shape of the a sail. <laughs> Did you say only the, the seventh?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, only the seventh. Uh, it's, in the shape of, it's in the shape of a like what? A,
0: like a sailboat sail.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: How much do you think it costs to stay there for one night?
1: $363 a night. (laughs) little higher. $463 a night.
0: (laughs) Try $2,000 a night.
1: (sighs) Do they take Visa or MasterCard?
0: (laughs) I'm sure they take both. (laughs) (laughs) But...
1: $2,000? $2,000? $2, yeah,
0: $2,000, and that's for uh, a small room. Uh, if you're feeling a little bit lavish, you could go for the royal suite, and that'll only set you back $24,000 a night. Oh, okay. Yep.
1: All <laughs> yep. right. Well, I mean, I mean, if you got it, <laughs> if, I mean, if you fucking got it, then... You better fucking spend it.
0: Apparently, I, it I'm, better be the best damn hotel room. The bathtub in there better be enough for me to swim in. I want a swimming pool That bathtub, bathtub better wash me itself. If I am paying twenty four thousand dollars a night. <laughs> but anyways, uh, while you're chilling,
1: that bathtub better be shaped to me like Oprah Winfrey's tub <laughs> is shaped to her. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. Just, just thought saying. Out there Not saying.
0: Just saying. Um uh, anyways, while you're chilling in your 8,400 square foot royal suite.
1: Okay, 8,400
0: 8, square foot Got it. royal suite.
1: That's Got larger it. than my house. That is
0: significantly larger than my house. Um
1: Yeah, that's about it's about 5 of my yeah. houses.
0: Uh but anyways, if you're feeling bored, if you didn't bring along anything to entertain you while you're hanging out, you could call up the front desk and ask to check out their gold-covered iPad. Uh, uh, it's covered uh, in 24-karat mm. gold and cost $10,000. I rent? don't know. I do actually have it written down here that, like, I don't know if it was $10,000 to create or if it's $10,000 to check out from the desk. But like either way, that's too much for an iPad.
1: I mean, at that point wouldn't you have just brought your own? I mean,
0: uh, Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it?
1: uh, 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 (laughs) Like, I'm I'm equal parts elated and equal parts angry at myself. (laughs) Like it's a it's a weird mix of emotions that I'm feeling right now. Don't feel any
0: shame. You're fine. You're fine. No feeling angry at yourself. We're, we're just, <laughs> we are doomed to stare from afar at the 88,700 millionaires that are in Dubai.
1: Indeed we are. Indeed so we last
0: are. but not least, as part of the Burj Al Arab Hotel, is that there is a tennis court that is oh. about a thousand feet right. in the air it looks like it's out of a futuristic sci-fi movie it makes me want to shit my pants it's been used in several movies like any i'm like i'm almost positive i've seen this in a movie before but it is it's a literal helipad and i don't know if it's now permanently a tennis court or if they just turned it into a tennis court for like a one-off sort of situation
1: wait a second what if the ball what if they miss
0: there is there's a net there's there is a net that surrounds it but if it goes past the net then some poor unsuspecting uh rich kid of dubai is about to get smacked on the head from a tent
1: no his new his brand new lambo is about to get smacked (laughs) on the head (sighs) unreal
0: so yeah it's absolutely horrifying but I believe it's usually mostly just a helipad. But the thing looks absolutely nene. Just absolutely nene. It scares me, the idea of going oh, up on it. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Like, what if a strong wind... I mean, thankfully, that hopefully they have a net to protect... Like, so you don't, like, accidentally, like, you know, you're running back for a ball and you stumble off, so. Yeah, there's no walls, just nets.
0: It's a large, flat, round surface a thousand feet in the air with a tennis court on it, and, like, no. Just absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Here's an absolutely horrifying image I just found on Google, which is two tennis players at the edge. Literally laying down on their bellies. Looking at, like, off. No thank you. Those guys are ballsier than I will ever be in my entire life.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a big ball of nope.
0: That's a whole lot of nope.
1: That's a whole lot of nope. Unbelievable.
0: Yep. So, anyways, um, I believe that I could probably find a lot more things to do with Dubai. But, to me, that was was my succinct BuzzFeed list of, of things. Um... Yeah, so I think I think if we ever want to come back to that topic, we absolutely can. I'm sure that there's all sorts I read somewhere that I think there's an indoor ski mountain.
1: Of course there is. But oh, I would need course. to do
0: research on that. I don't actually know for sure. Fair enough. But
1: <laughs> Well <clears throat> that was so crushing. Thank you so much. I thoroughly hated that topic. It was absolutely horrible. I think we we both got our
0: souls a little bit Uh, crushed in knowing that in the 1500s, Pope Leo X was just astronomically not holy and a guy was worth uh, four times as much as Jeff Bezos and I, for the life of me, don't know who the fuggers are. I feel like that's a stain on my knowledge of society.
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, or
0: uh, just knowing that there are rich kids out there who can just walk up to an ATM and pull out gold. This has uh, been your soul-crushing uh, crushing episode of Outrageously Unnecessary. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to see any of the photos that I sent to Stephen to crush his soul even further, you can go ahead and check out our Twitter, which is at OUnnecessaryPod, or our Instagram, which is where pretty much all the photos will be going. Uh, which is at Outrageously Unnecessary. (laughs) Got anything you want (laughs) to add, my dear?
1: Uh, I'm actually just going to go check my bank account after this. (laughs) Uh, Haley, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.